Just wanna let you know that the links for everything are down below to my guest and to the Serpents and Doves website. I wanna encourage everybody to check those out. Also, if you can, remember to subscribe, to like, and to share the videos. And if you feel led to help support the work that I'm doing to come alongside it, whether with a single or a monthly recurring donation, you can do so by clicking in the link below. And I hope you guys enjoy. Let's get to it. What's going on, family? So we are here with part to, part dos, part do of uh, the talk with... Well, it's technically really not part two. It's it's a whole new segment, Pastor Jason, wouldn't you say? We're just flowing with the same... You know, I was, I was thinking we should have went and changed our shirts real quick to pretend like we didn't just record part one. <laughs> it's all good. I don't mind. I mean, seriously, family, listen, we're trying to break these things up in manageable bite sizes. I keep yeah. saying that because it's a whole lot easier to sit down and watch... 30, 40, or 50 minutes most, and you could actually get the information and go, okay, now let me just kind of ponder on that. Let yeah. me stew on it. And that way you could go back to scripture, read about it. then Then what I used to do, I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. So I apologize for going like, you know, uh, doing a 20-hour marathon podcast. That's just crazy. But Don't, don't be anyways. hard on yourself, man. It's all good. <laughs> so we're here. Listen. Yeah. Uh, part one, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, would encourage you to go listen to part one with Pastor Jason. Talked about um, the infrastructure uh, of the beast system, because that's something the Lord's laid on your heart, right, Pastor yep. Jason? Yes, sir. So uh, tell us a bit before we get rolling. Uh, that way we could set it up. Talk to us okay. a bit about the infrastructure um, quickly, you know, two, three minutes. What all needs to be done right before the great and terrible day of the Lord, the, you know, time yeah. of Jacob's trouble, the tribulation. And there's even more that needs to be done than what we're going to talk about right now. We're just, oh, yeah. we're, we're just hitting on, Hey, these are some of the main pieces that, that need to be put in place first. Um, but for sure we talked about censor censorship or the controlling of the narrative, um, that can needs to continue to be built up, but we're seeing that happen um an increase censorship censorship is increasing um yep. more, more as we're going forward we're seeing and specifically um censorship of the truth censorship of you know you try to call out certain narratives that the government and others would put out that are totally i mean everybody most people i should say know that it's a lie you know some of the things they put out yep. and it's like if you try to call it out and say that you get you get canned or you get silenced or you get yeah uh, we mentioned this last time we got our, our first strike on YouTube as a church. And so they put us a week of YouTube jail. And so um, we're seeing the buildup of the controlling of the narrative, which uh, I totally believe when the Antichrist, you know, three and a half years in when he's the one in in control. But I believe even even with the 10 kings, this will be a thing. Right. Because they're going to. Yep. They're going to have kind of like absolute power and ultimately they'll give their power and authority to the beast. But um, even with the 10 kings at the beginning of the tribulation period, I believe we're going to see a very, very, very limited and controlled narrative. Why? So you can control people, what they think, how they behave and what what. Yeah. Know what the government wants them to to do and feel and think. So we we talked about censorship. We talked about what's happening with the digital health certificates that the who's. The World Health Organization is pushing out and the authority that they're going to have with the new pandemic treaty uh, and those things that 
look like they're coming in 2024. We talked briefly about the the Fed now um, that's being put in yep. the Fed structure that's being put in by the end of July of 2023, which right now we're two weeks away from that. So um, just so many different uh, pieces that we're seeing to the antichrist system being set up right now. Again, the infrastructure being built for ultimately the government to be able to control the world. One that's man. That's right. So um, that's a quick yeah. overview of what we just talked about. Yeah. And if you want, I'll add a few more to that. And we'll kind of, I mean, we can park ourselves on any one of these. So you mentioned yep. WHO. Yep. We've got uh, AI, right? Which yes, sir. I think you've talked about it. I've talked about it extensively. And that's not going away anytime soon. Talked about a digital currency, central bank uh, digital currency as well. So this controlling uh, banking system, we got uh, this push for a global control, as you mentioned just right now, the WHO and um, also the WEF. We got the World Economic Forum. You've got guys like we got the uh, main players in there, man. Yeah. We got we got a lot of big players, including you know we got Musk. We've got um, you've all know Harari. We've got so many big players right now we got the advent of quantum computing i'm going to be doing a talk i don't know it might have come out by then by the time this airs who knows about quantum computing and the importance of quantum computing because everybody's talking about ai ai yeah. ai but they're they are ignoring or at least not aware of uh what's coming up the uh, the ranks quickly and that is quantum computing um, we've got a majority now of, I believe, evil, wicked, crooked politicians all around the world. Uh, we got the decline and imminent demise of America, which has to happen. We have, I call it designer starvation and famine because these are all man-made. Uh, we've got this whole notion of, you know, changes in the weather, if you understand where I'm going <laughs> with that. We're allowed to talk uh, about that, aren't we, on YouTube or no? I don't know. You know what? Okay. Um, it's funny. I said, uh, I talked about, and I might get the the badge because I mentioned New World Order. Okay. I got that little that little disclaimer underneath my video that says it's a, a conspiracy theory. The, the Even though everybody's honor. talking about that, right? It's no secret anymore. I yep. still get that, that beautiful little disclaimer, which is another one, the New World Order. Yep. That's another one. Uh, we got End Time Delusions. We've got, um, well, I can't say that one for because they'll probably censor, which is another one you mentioned. Uh, we got sleeping apostate churches. Um, Christianity's a joke now. Uh, it's true Christianity's mocked. It's laughed at. Yep. Uh, people doing whatever's right in their eyes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So I, I have say a, we just go. Go ahead. I'm sorry. This this is a rabbit trail. It's a question. I it, Do it. Do it. But, but listen, I wanted to get your take on it because I just I had this thought and I intentionally didn't research it because I'm like, man, I wonder what Pablo thinks. And I just I, I don't know. I it, dude, this is a total side. Let's let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I wrote this down because I, I just this thought. And you just mentioned the apostate church. That's what triggered it in my in yeah. my head. But um, OK, so again, I haven't looked into this, but I, I want to know what you think. Um, sure. So don't answer this right away. Let me let me talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I love be, it, dude. Well, all be right. quiet, dude. Be, be quiet. Hold on. Uh, uh, Go for it. Go for it. You got the stage. Do, do you think 
that the United States is currently worse than Europe as far as the decline of Christianity and the apostate church. You know how Europe is like, they were a great Christian nation and now it's kind of like, what, atheism or just Christianity doesn't reign there anymore, right? The, the church is basically dead in Europe. So do you think the United States is worse than Europe as far as the decline of Christianity or the apostate church, maybe I should say, because um, we have churches here that are dead, but they appear to be alive because we have so much money and resources. Um, you have dead churches that appear to have life from the from the right. They got awesome worship teams and they have buildings and they're packed and they're um, it appears to be what it's really not. So so with with that and I'm just guessing again, I haven't looked into this in sure. Europe and in, in places over there. Do they even have that to the level we have it here? Or is it mostly like, you know, old old brick buildings that were once filled with people and are kind of, it's dying and dwindling down. And if that's the case, are we worse here because it looks like life, even though it's not? And I would think of the, um, in Revelation chapter two, um, um, the final church, or Revelation three, I should say, um, the Laodicean church, Laodicean church, man. Cause they, they were rich, right? He says, you guys are rich, but really you're poor, blind and naked, man. And you, so you have a lot, but you don't have Jesus. You don't have the Holy spirit. And, uh, I, again, I'm, this is a total side trip. No, go for but, it. Go for it, man. I don't know. It seems to me that that would be worse than just being dead because at least if we're if we're dead and the church is dead, you can see it. You can go, all right, well, they, these people have rejected Jesus. But when you have something that appears to be alive, but it's really dead, you got to look beneath the surface. And a lot more people could be deceived with a church that is dead but appears to be alive than will be deceived if you if it's an obviously dead church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, what What do you think about that? So my take on on that, I'll be frank with you, is, yeah, there are those that appear to have a form of godliness, right? We read that, I believe it's in Timothy, Timothy right? Yeah. Where, where, you know, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. So yeah. um, the way I see the church in America, and so the seven churches in the book of Revelation were, you know, were literal yep. churches that existed throughout history, but at the same time, I believe that we see the examples of these churches present day, right? You could you could find churches that fit within each one of these, whether it's the Catholic Church, you know, whether it's mainstream evangelicalism, like you said, the lukewarm church. Yeah. So whether it's in Europe, whether it's here, the f the flame in Europe, I'll be frank with you, is is. It's on it's on autopilot. That's how little I think it is. There's still a remnant of people there that are hungry for it because you get emails, I get emails, I get comments from people all over that are watching Bible prophecy prophecy. They're yearning for the coming of the Lord. So we have brothers and sisters all around the world. Now, the church as a building or as the body of Christ, right? So as the body of Christ, there still are those that love the Lord even though, unfortunately, when you look at it, you know, with a broad spectrum, you'd be like, well, man, that's just, it's gone. Um, when you look at, the way I see the church here in America is the fact that very much like the lukewarm church, right, it's pretending there's a lot of glitz and glam and lights and tight pants and whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, 
but there's still a large remnant. I believe there is a much larger remnant in the U.S. See, the way I see it is we're still sending out missionaries. Case in point, our brother Ron Palmer, um, yeah. who I did, you know, I did the uh, the podcast with. He's going to be going to Papua New Guinea, you know, and doing missionary work there after a whole career as a as a special agent, FBI special agent. So there are churches that are still sending missionaries out into the world. Praise God for that. There is a semblance of light here. What I see here is this battle against the church, and unfortunately, I do see, I do see the 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 scales totally tipped. Right. So we have a much larger percentage of lukewarm churches or pretend churches than we do of true, true uh, Bible believing you know, um, Christ-fearing churches here in the States. Now, you know, if we look at Luke, the lukewarm church here, yeah. I, in verse 18 it says, I counsel you, which the Lord is saying, I suggest, this is, I highly recommend, that's kind of like what Jesus is saying in verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see, right? So yep. what Jesus essentially is saying is you're blind, you're wretched, you're poor. You think you're good, like you said, right? But you're not. And so what I highly recommend you do is you pray that the Lord refine you. And if we do a word search, and I would recommend people to study, what does it mean to have the refiner's fire? I'll be frank with you. There was a word. I've said this before. There was a worship song called Refiner's Fire. It said, my heart's one desire. I don't sing that song, dude. I don't. Listen, do your study on the on the refiner's fire. It is. Um, that's why the Lord is telling him, I counsel you to have gold refined in the fire. It is put through trial and put through tribulation because the churches that did, those are the ones that come out clothed, like it says here. They're rich and clothed in white garments. And so what I believe is going to happen, unfortunately, is as we ebb closer and closer to the rapture, we're going to see things get worse in the church. The lukewarm church is just going to keep going in that direction. The apostasy is going to continue to grow. This is not the apostasy talked right. about in 2 Thessalonians 2.3. I want to make that crystal clear. But we're going to see that get worse because why would the Lord say in verse uh, verse 20, right? And if anybody's been to In-N-Out, I think it's at the bottom of the drinks. It has Revelation 3.20 stamped on it. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, he says, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. That is... That is a word picture of salvation. So what the Lord is saying to the church, the lukewarm church, is there's a lot of you guys that aren't saved, and I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. If any of you hear my voice, let me in, because you think you're saved. You think you have a, you have a, you're, you're living as if you're believers, right? A form of godliness, but you totally deny my power. You totally deny who I am. So... Europe is going to be the one where power is going to go to. We know that, biblically speaking, the demise of the church of America has to happen. But where I think the implosion of America is going to happen is when the true church is taken out and America is just going to completely, um, completely implode. 
there are going to be many believers that are going to be out of Europe, but I don't think that Europe is going to implode the way the U.S. does. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I know that's a long-winded explanation, man, but yeah. uh, and there's a whole lot more to it. Oh, there's way more to it. I, I, I yeah. Yeah, need to throw us off, but I just no, I no, no. It's cool. And what, what does Pablo think about this? And and is it better? I, can we keep going on this? I don't. Yeah, to, dude, let's totally do it. Yeah. Um, is it better to? Well, amen. First of all, that that you know, and I agree that there's still there still is a lot of light. True believers in the United yep. States still sending out missionaries. We're still. Um, there's still a lot of awesome things happening for the kingdom, right? So, yeah, yep. But is it better to, um, would it be better to be in a place where you can, you just straight up can see clearer the, where the lines are? Like, this person's a Christian, that person's not. This church over here is teaching, teaching the truth, this one's not. Or be in a place where we are, where there's more of blurred lines happening and you have kind of the apostate church mixed in with the real church and you have churches where, and this is, I know this is at every church, but probably more so than some than others, where you have churches where, you know, some of the people are genuinely saved, even though they're at a church that's teaching false doctrine, even heresy, man. If some of those people have genuinely put their faith in Christ, um, I, they're saved. But, but, and so there could be a mix of people. So it just seems like Satan can use what's happening here. And I'm sure it's not only happening in the United States, but what's happening here um, to deceive people even more right now, at least into, you know, hey, man, this is this is what Christianity is. You just have to, um, you know, go to church once in a while, go um, say you believe in God and Jesus, but you don't really have to surrender your life to him. You, know, you can kind of you can live however you want, but um you don't really have to be surrendered to Christ. So, you know, don't worry about the authority of scripture. Don't worry about, um, be, you know, following what God wants you to do. Um, kind of have it both ways. Is it better to where you can see that clearly or, and maybe that's not even the right question. Cause I don't know if better is a good word for that question, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I guess um, what go ahead. Go. in our country now is just more going toward the apostate, the, the, what Satan's going to use to, um, to continue to deceive people into a false Christianity, I guess. I don't Dude, that's a loaded question. But <laughs> the, okay, the, the short answer is there is a great, there is the apostasy coming, right? And yeah. I'm going to kind of deviate a little bit. That is not the apostasy, the incremental falling away that we're seeing, right? Because 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 um, is a definite article, the. It is talking about a very specific falling away. So there obviously has to be something that is coming that is going to be so massive, right. so deceiving on such a large scale that if it were possible, it says in Matthew, right? Jesus said, if it were possible, even the elect would be led astray. And to me, the what I see now, it this is not the great deception that is talking about. So is Amen. it better to have it one way or another? I don't think either one is really the ticket, right? In the sense that um, you could have a delineation of this is a real church, guys, and you know that one is not. I think even by having those, let's say we lived in a society where, you know, church A, this is the legit church. 
I still believe that having those delineations, if we had those, um, people would still lean more towards going to a church that tickles their ears and does them make, doesn't make them feel guilty because human nature, by human nature, I don't want to be told what to do. That's human nature. I want to do what I want to do. I want to do it when I want to do it, and I want to feel good about it, and I don't need anybody else to come and tell me that what I'm doing is wrong, right? We don't like it when a mirror is put up. So um, whether it was that way, I think the majority of the people would go to the tickle the ears church rather than the true church because it is hard sometimes. I mean, my wife will call me out on things, and I don't like it. I'm like a little kid, dude. I'm like, you know, right? I mean, seriously, that's just the way it is. I don't like getting called out on stuff. And seriously, I'm like, you know, kicking dirt and going, well, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. And it's like, you know, it's not a real apology, but yeah. you just have to apologize because, you know, you totally just got called out by your wife, who my wife knows. You guys want to know who I really am? Go talk to my wife. She'll really tell you. Yeah. So human nature is like that, man. Yep. The way it is now, though, is that there's so many lines that are blurred that if somebody wants to go to a true Bible-believing church and go, hey, you know what? I need that. I, I welcome the accountability. I want it. It's really difficult to find it because there's so much compromise on so many levels. And so, um, you know what? We're living in a day and age right now where I believe we're seeing the separation of the goats and the sheep start to take place. We're seeing how the tares and the wheat have grown up, you know, side by side. And we're getting to a point, you know, where God said, no, 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 don't touch it. Don't touch it, lest you uproot some of the good while you're taking out the tares. I'll make sure I take care of that. I will be the one responsible for the sifting. And that's what I think we're seeing now, unfortunately, because we're in this this, you know, a Laodicean age. We're in this latter part of the last hours of church age history. Leading up. And what to is, yeah, yeah. Oh. Go ahead, man. Jump in by all means. I totally threw us off. Do we, uh, but I just wanted to at least get your take on that. Thank you. For yeah. The thought I had, and I'm like, man, Lord, I wonder. There, I, there, there's, I love it, dude. And, and again, this is family. Listen, I might, you know, Pastor Jason might have uh, a subject, and I might think, okay, we're going to go this direction. But that's what I mean. Like, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that says, nope, no, I want you to talk about this. I've heard many pastors, maybe this has happened to you, where they got their sermon ready. You know, it's Sunday morning, and they're like, sweet, I'm prepared. And you get up there, and the Holy Spirit goes, this is not what I want you to talk about. Right? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I hate slash love that. Like I hate yeah. it because I'm I want everything planned out ahead of time. And I love it because you gotta love what the Holy Spirit does when those types of things happen. Because yep. when spirit just takes over, it's it's like you're you're talking, but you're a spectator to the whole thing. And it's it's so awesome, man. I, yeah, that happens. So yeah. Okay, it's, so listen, we we have literally less than ten minutes left for everything. And so in ten minutes. We're going we're gonna to do what no man has possibly been able to do, which is lay out really quick. And I'm going to get, so I'm going to throw something out and okay. I want to get your response for it because um, we did in the beginning uh, talk about there is going to be a, uh, a interim period, a gap period, whatever you want to call it. Do we agree on that? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, so listen, rapture happens and then we've got 
unknown period of time. I believe it's at least three and a half years. That is my belief. I understand that there are different, you know, takes on that. I'm not dogmatic about it. Um, and I'll give you my reasons and I want to turn it over to you. So I believe there are still things that need to happen. As we talked about in infrastructure, there's still things that need to happen before tribulation. So reestablishment of Israel, check, right? We've got control of Jerusalem, check. Uh, we also need to have a one world government. We don't have that yet, right? We don't have the one world government. Um, we also need to have the 10 kings. We don't have that yet. And I also believe beyond a shadow of a doubt, we definitely need to see, not us see, but that in the interim period. Yes, yeah, say it. No, I was just going to say the world will see, but go ahead. Yeah, the war of Gog and Magog, 100%. It's a distinctive, it is not the same thing as Armageddon. I know that there are good men that disagree and good women that disagree, but I've got my reasons why I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt they're two very separate battles and we can't make them one in the same thing. And so we have to have the war of Gog and Magog happen. So these are just a handful of things. And then obviously the rise of the Antichrist. So, dude, I'm going to turn it over to you for you to fill in the blanks in, oh, eight minutes. <laughs> uh, no, just I also, while you were talking, thought of the temple has to be rebuilt and yep. uh, uh, that animal sacrifices continue, right? Which um, could we see that before then? Maybe, but like it seems like it would fit for that time uh, after the rapture. So you got to have temple rebuilt and and again functioning sacrificial system happening. Which um, there's there's continuously more information and excitement in Israel as I'm reading it about yep. rebuilding the temple. I know they're they're not quite there yet, but um, it seems like if if we have another crazy world event like the rapture and then if there is that uh not psalm 83 um gog magog ezekiel 38 yep. war in that gap period man that would explain a lot of how and when and what and where to rebuild the temple it doesn't have to be like that right if we're just saying that it, it could line up where psalm or ah, gog magog happens the yeah. 38 39 war happens and maybe that destroys the um, Dome of the Rock, and maybe that messes some of the stuff up on the Temple Mount, and they can rebuild their temple at that point. Or um, I know that I've heard the theory of that there's the land just to the north of the Dome of the Rock, where um, some people believe that would be the place where um, the Jews could build their temple, and then you could have Temple and um, Dome of the Rock at the same yep. time. That that could be a big part of the peace treaty that happens um, with the Antichrist. So. It seems like uh, the gap period would take care of a lot of those things that need to happen. So temple, all of that stuff. Also, um, the cleanup. You've mentioned that a lot of times. It's yeah. going to have to happen after the after the rapture and again into the the, the Ezekiel thirty eight war. But imagine the mess that's going to take place when when you know however many million or hopefully billion of people are instantly removed. Yep. Earth, there is going to be, I mean, there's going to be mass chaos. There's, I, it's hard to imagine, you know, this side of post rapture to what it's going to be like, um, you know, one minute or one day after the rapture happens, it's, yep. it's going to be complete chaos. And again, that's an understatement that we have probably have a hard time imagining, you know, so there's going to have to be the cleanup of, um, 
just just and just practical things cars crashing planes crashing you know bill economies crashing there's going to be lawlessness there's going to be looting and rioting there's going to be just the things that you can imagine that will come with that they're going to have to figure all that out there's going to be governmental um chaos like who's in charge here because um some of the people in the government will even be gone especially states so um um when are they going to take care of those? It seems like there has to be a time period before the start of the tribulation period in yep. order to do things. Um, yeah, like you said, 10 kings, that, that's all got to be established and set up. Yep. So um, we need time. Yeah, let, 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 me, let me just jump in there real quick and say, the so we know Scripture doesn't say that the temple has to be built before the tribulation. Right. It could very well be built. I mean, we know they could build it in three to six months. It could be up and operational in three to six months. So maybe it could happen at the... I I have a tendency of believing that um, the temple is going to be one of the instruments in the covenant, right? Because in, in uh, Orthodox Judaism, one of the beliefs of them knowing who the Messiah is, is they believe the Messiah will be the one responsible for yeah. um, leading them in the rebuilding of the temple. So, And there are some of those that in mainstream Judaism that believe the same thing. We're seeing a big, like you, you mentioned, this big push to build the temple. So I have a tendency of thinking that's one of the things that's going to be on the table uh, that will propel the Antichrist to stardom, quote-unquote, especially in the eyes of of you know the Jews at the signing of the covenant and it will be the antichrist that will be the one to make strong the covenant so he is going to be at the helm he is going to be at the forefront of it um but yeah man uh there's a lot that has to happen and you know what maybe we should come together next time and maybe do a deep dive with each one of these subjects i i, I threw us off man no, had- no, dude, not even. I loved it. You know what? Family, uh, listen, you guys all know the way that I roll, and it just it is what it is. The Holy Spirit leads, um, and you know what? I, I think this is good because there is way too much information to cover, and we're out of time already, but there's way too much information to cover, and I would love to. If you're cool with it, I say we come back and we address the gap period, the interim period. Do it, man. And let me let me throw this in there. And if you um, um, are in disagree with agreement with it, let me know. I don't think sure. you will. But like, um, we're not saying that the rapture can't happen today, right? Yep. We're saying that the tribulation period is most likely not going to happen right away. It's because of those things that need to be set up before the tribulation period. And I'm saying that because maybe there's some people that are hearing this, you know, getting discouraged going wait, You mean we have you know, five, 10, 20 more years before the rapture? No, 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 no. That we're not saying that yeah. we're before this seven year tribulation period that is going to be initiated by Daniel nine twenty seven covenant before that, starts some of these other things have to happen so the rapture could totally still happen while we're talking right now but we're saying the tribulation period looks like there some some other things have to happen before that starts so the gap period would um address those issues would you yep. agree with 100 percent. you i couldn't have said it better myself i'm not going to add anything 100 percent. so listen pastor uh pastor jason dude before we go again as always the most important thing is knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as I read in Revelation 3.20. The Bible says, 
Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. I'm going to turn it over to you. Why don't you tell them what that means? What does Revelation 3.20 mean? And and there's a context to it, right, which we briefly talk about. So read, read Revelation chapter 3, specifically verses 14 through 22 to get that the context of the fullness of what uh, Revelation 3.20 is saying. But um, if, uh, as he's saying that to the, the lukewarm church, right, you guys... Um, repent or turn back to Jesus or a lot, let Jesus into your heart. You know, maybe, um, you're watching this today and, and, uh, you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, or maybe you're just unsure if you know him, you're like this, what you guys are talking about is interesting, but you don't really have a relationship with Christ. And maybe even when we talk about the tribulation period, that that's scary to you. Um, let me say this. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, first of all, you can know that you know that you know that you're going to go to heaven when you die. And I say that based on the authority of scripture, right? That's what the Bible says, that if we will confess with our mouth, Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for all that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so the Bible says if you'll put your faith in Jesus as your Savior, and, and in order to do that, you got to admit that you're a sinner and you've fallen short of the glory of God and you you need a Savior, right? Our sin separates us from God and it means that um, we're in a position of hell. Like God looks at us and we're sinners and and. We need uh, we deserve judgment. That's what the Bible says. And, and he's a just judge and he's he's going to bring judgment. Right. He can't overlook it. He can't let it go. But the Bible also says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. And if we'll put our faith in Jesus Christ as our savior, that he died on the cross for your sins and that you totally trust him, that, that he was the perfect payment um, for everything you've done wrong, listen, everything you will ever do wrong in the future and everything, maybe you're doing something wrong right now, thinking bad things. I don't know. But Jesus paid for those things when he died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And you have complete forgiveness in Jesus Christ if you will accept by faith his payment. So if you're if you're watching this, like I said, maybe the, you're afraid of the things we were talking about. You don't have to be afraid. And and. You don't have to go through those things if you'll put your faith in Jesus because he promises John 14, 1 through 3 to come and receive his bride before the, the tribulation period. So if you're watching this and you want to say yes to Jesus, if you want to admit that you're a sinner, that you need a savior and put your faith in him, just pray this prayer. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, please just stop. Consider this. Pray this prayer. If you want to say, God, I'm a sinner and I need you, um, just please bow your head right where you're on and say these words. Say them out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Father, I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I believe Jesus died for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. And I'm putting all my faith in Jesus right now to pay for my sins. God, I love you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for Jesus. I surrender my whole life to you. I receive your gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, family. Uh, Pastor Jason, the time flew by, but listen, you and I will will get back together again, hopefully soon, within maybe the next few weeks, and we will do a deep dive into this. We'll do a two-part because there's going to be a whole lot of information 
and we'll bring that to you. We're going to talk strictly about the gap period. Strictly talk about the gap period. We'll zone it yeah. in. Promise. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, Pastor Jason, love you, brother. Um, family, go check out uh, Pastor Jason's uh, site, Sunshine Church, all of his sermons, resources. Everything is there. Again, links below. Listen, times are dark, but for the believer, everything is getting gloriously lighter and brighter. So praise God for that. Keep looking up. Our redemption draws near. And I hope you guys were blessed, encouraged, and challenged. Till the next time, see you guys.